Hey guys, it's Cy, and the reason you are hearing my voice first today is because Chad, well, he's running a little bit late, and hey, Bales, well, he has a schedule that he needs to keep, and we can't go messing with his dainty little schedule, so we're going to do the intro right now, sans Chad. Three important pieces of information you guys need to know. One, if this is the first episode you're ever hearing... Head on back to episode one. Start there. You can be in on all our inside jokes. And this isn't a current event podcast. You can listen to as old episodes as you want, and it'll all make sense. Two, Uncle Ronnie Axe coming through in a big way. A lot of T-shirts went out the window this week, hay bales. If you are somebody who still wants one and you're one of these heroes who's not on social media and can't find the link, it is officially middle of somewherepodcast.com. And three, and most importantly, today we have a guest. It is a first for us, our first ever guest episode. And what Chad and I wanted to do is we're going to have guests on from time to time, but we didn't want just a rotating cast of comedians. We wanted people who were our actual human friends that we've known for a long time and could contribute stories that we are either a part of or are interesting to us. Now, sometimes they will be comedians and sometimes they won't. It just so happens that this first one is a comedian. His name is Nate Abshire. Uh, Chad and I have both known him for years and years and years, and we both love him. And we think you guys are also going to love him. So enjoy the show. Chad. Oh, Chad just walked in. Is there anything you would like to add, Chad? I'm Chad. Shy, I just wanted to say before the show how much you mean to me and how much I respect you as a performer and a person and a family man. I love you. I'm Chad. Wow, that was actually really nice. Why can't you do that at the end of the show whenever I ask? It's just really hard for me to process my emotions of both ending a show and telling you how much I feel. It's too hard. I'm Chad Daniels. Cookies and cream titties. All right, man. Well, thank you for saying that. It, You know, it kind of... It kind of really does a lot for me. I appreciate it. A regular chat, Daniels. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Across from me is Cy Amundsen. Over in the corner where he belongs is Hay Bales. Hay Bales in the house. Uh, you are listening to the middle of somewhere. It is our first guest episode of all time. Of all time. We have picked a, a great friend of both of ours. Yes. Stand-up comedian, car fixer, Nate Abshire. Beard aficionado. Beard haver, long hair haver. And that was, it was very important. Nate Abshire. Let me fucking introduce the guest. You, know, you can don't. tell it's the first one. You can tell it's the first guest because we don't know how to introduce a guest really without him fucking ruining my in. story. When well, you want to just jump in? Go ahead. That's what Cy does all the time in the middle of a fucking perfect story. You know what? And you're, he's like, I got something to add that's not you're that funny. Like, you're like that husband who when we're out on a date, I have a question. Why did you go into Lisp <laughs> when you said, you, you go, you're like that husband? <laughs> You are like that husband when we're on a date with just the two of us. I feel like the most special girl in the world. And then one of your golfing buddies comes over and you're like, isn't this chick a twat? Like, that's how I feel right now. That's I'm... so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I like to jump in and shit all over what you say. Wow. That was really... Because there are really jerky guys that do that stuff. Yeah. And that's, how I, that's just how I felt right now. What I was going to say is okay. we didn't just want to have a rotating thing of comedians. Right. We wanted to, if they happen to be comedians, great, but we wanted to get humans who were real-life friends of ours. You have to be friends in our regular lives. Normal lives. Correct. And I've known Nate, what, a decade? So, Nate, say about, hello. Yeah, hi, hi. I've known good Nate, to be here. I've known Nate about a decade, and he, our families have intermixed to the point where my favorite— Hold on. Not, not not sexually. Oh. But just <laughs> you something. made it sound like there's been marriage. Really? Like, our houses are aligned now. Yeah. We know we His we, we know more than board. just each other, right? <laughs> right. We right. know each other well enough that my brother Greg's dog attacked Nate and knocked him onto a sidewalk and I thought he was dead. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we all were pretty First of all, of you don't have to know Nate for someone's dog to attack him. <laughs> he looks like a fucking criminal. Nate, years ago, early in our relationship, because Nate was on... Nate is open for both of us, and he is he is on the road performing at great clubs everywhere. He's, he's True. road dog. It was very funny. I mean, very funny, very good at it. That's very nice of you guys. Yeah, we don't mean it. Well, so. no, 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 but I, I just want to be clear here. Sometimes when you're talking about a comedian, you say road dog. It's just... It's it's because they have no choice. Yes, but there are but there are some comedians that get out and pound the pavement and and are very very good and that's what we're trying. That to is Nate, here. and Aww. so he's out pounding that pavement, <laughs> and uh, he has a week off, but he's down near Nashville where my brother lives, and he asks like, hey, you know, is, could I stay with Greg? And so I set it up. He goes and stays with my brother. I call him a couple days in to check on him. Like, how's it going? And he goes, ah, you know, it's great. Your brother's really great. Uh, just heads up, he has like an air mattress room. And I go, yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he's trying to pursue music in Nashville. He's not rich. It would make sense that one of his rooms would just have an air mattress in it. And Nate goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he has a singular room in his house dedicated to old broken air mattresses. So Greg was sleeping on an air mattress in one bedroom. And then when the air mattress would pop, he would take that and just throw it in the room and then buy a new one. So he had like an air mattress graveyard. <laughs> That's unreal. It was the, the, the lack of furniture. And I'm not a adornment guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I Yeah, I do. Pretty, I know what fucking words are. You don't yeah, have to ask me. You don't pretty, have to condescend us just because you're Jesus a, a guest. Christ. Well, uh, Mensa. All right. <laughs> I'm not super... I'm into function, but like... There, that was uh, terrifying because it was it was almost like he was collecting trophies. Yeah, of mattresses he somehow pop. Which, by the way, right? Or he needs the extra plastic and doesn't want it on record that he's bought. Oops! Yep. Right? Bodies. Oops! I broke another one. <laughs> How did that happen? Better put it in the room. He's saving up for Dexter season eight. The 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 best part about that staying with your brother was when. Uh, he serenaded me like two nights in a row where he's actually a really good musician. He's a hell of a musician, yeah. And he was playing guitar and staring into my eyes <laughs> and singing. It's just us. <laughs> We're just playing gin rummy. And he was like, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> he went and got a guitar. And I was like, I don't... I'm, I'm uncomfortable with eye contact just generally. <laughs> yeah. He can't be singing me a love song and making eye contact. I don't know what to do with my hands. That's when well, you put him on your dick and start jerking off. That's how you rate. You call his his. <laughs> yeah, you you up you it to, to see escalate. if he backs down. Yeah, Absolutely. you try to be the alpha. But that's that's my history with Nate Absher. And recently, he drove my. Uh, he went out to Los Angeles because I moved home and I left a car out there, and he drove my car across country. Yeah, well, also, to be fair, I didn't go out there to drive your car. <laughs> I went out there to do things for me Well, I, well and then, then work I was car. trying to make you look like a good guy. I bought his fucking plane ticket. I'm the hero in this story, <laughs> he but paid. I was trying to make him look great because he, he was going to drive his fucking van. By the way, just as a heads up, Nate has a giant white van that he's planning on living with. Let's just get it out in the podcast. Living before. with? Living in. Okay. Living in. Inside of. Nate bought that a... That didn't improve. Nate bought... <laughs> no. No, Nate, that didn't help. Nate owns a giant van that he's turning into a tiny house. Interesting. On, I mean, yes. You know how that, to do all that all, stuff? Well, uh, the weird thing is YouTube tells you how to do everything. Well, so I've been very slowly <laughs> be careful uh, <laughs> figuring it out. Well, I just anyway, but size car had a rat's nest. When I got to it in L.A., I popped the hood. It had a rat's nest on the engine block. A rat, not a mouse. No, 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 rat. No, no. no it was. Oh, well, well, people can't see you, so you need to. Yeah, yeah sorry. It was about a medium know, pizza, about the size yeah. of a football. Do rats yeah. lay eggs? I love, I love how the skinny one, <laughs> the skinny one, went for a sporting. Fall, a football, <laughs> a football, and I was like, "But a medium pizza, yeah, pizza." Old size. cookies and cream tits over there was like, "How many meatballs is this rat nest?" <laughs> it was like if you lined up a few footlongs. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a big dude. Okay, 
Yeah, I mean, but the car had sat there for a year. What are you going to do? Yeah. You have a weird, you have a weird, I don't want to call it a tortured history. And I, we just, we just didn't even address how Chad knows you. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I just skipped it. So we I, can, can I do my memory of Psy really early on? Yeah, please. Um, one I of cannot f- wait for this. One of my favorite moments. I feel moments. like this isn't going to make me look great. <laughs> one of my favorite moments, real early, I was like barely doing open mics for six months. We were at the we were at, a, at open mic before the show. Jesse Campbell was there. She still lived in town. Yep. And Cy had bought a an old an old navy hoodie that came down to about the middle of his torso. Sure. It didn't come all the way down to his waist. And uh, Jesse started roasting him about it. And I was laughing at the jokes she made. And then Cy turns to me and he goes, I'll steal your girlfriend. Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at my girlfriend and she just kind of nodded at me. <laughs> I, don't take, I don't take criticism well. Yeah, that was, I mean... He's not stealing shit now, but right. I do. I, do, I basically do. Yeah, it's times they have a change. <laughs> I do what uh, I do. What deer do? My brother was telling me that what deer do. He saw one time because they're a very macho animal where they fight each other, and uh, so he saw two young deer hanging out, male deer. One of them was a little bigger than the other one, but they were just cool with each other, just hanging out. And then another deer came in and beat the shit out of the biggest of those two deer and then just peaced out. And the deer who got the shit kicked out of him kind of looked around for a second and then beat the shit out of the little deer. (laughs) (laughs) That's how dogs get kicked by dads when they get home from work. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same shit. That's how I handle any criticism. Also, I definitely, I physically, you could still steal a girlfriend. Like a girl could look at you and go like, I'm going with him. But then she'd eventually return. And you'd be like, oh, you're back? And she'd go, stop saying the word back. <laughs> fucking A. I'm so sick of the word back. I could fucking vomit. I get it. Your back hurts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chad, would you like to say how you know Nate? I know him from live stand-up comedy. Yeah, okay. But, then, but then after that, we, we've become uh, very good friends through it. And yeah. I feel like if I stopped, and I'm speak for myself here, if I stopped doing stand-up, we would still be friends. I think that if I stopped doing stand-up, we would still be friends. Well, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for you to stop. Yeah. yeah I... No. Uh, we we uh, have done road gigs together, mm-hmm. been on the road. You gave me uh, something you couldn't bring back on a checked bag. No, 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 not on, on a carry-on. Yep. To, to, but I, you had A you, firearm but, full of heroin. But for not to just bring it. <laughs> given yeah yeah I, i'm I don't, really free along, with things along, i can't i just take feel like me. i'm one of the listeners who's trying to solve this stupid puzzle that i'm not interested in <laughs> it was a hatchet wow. right that, that's what you're talking about yes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's i just let's define it because it does sound like you were carrying like a pound of coke for him and well why can't everyone have their own idea of what it was I, that's fine. Why I do just, we have to f- spoon feed every fucking person? Because hatchet is cool. Hatchet is a cool answer, and every other answer. We definitely makes... get along better when there aren't gas. Oh, <laughs> that's for sure, this right? Is a nightmare. We We're bring like one... fluffing each other's nuts, throwing each other softballs and shit. We bring one guest in here, and we're Chad's parents at the dinner table. We're <laughs> <laughs> really? Chad, can you tell your father that's too loud of chewing? In our entire knowing each other, you haven't had an easy is- history with uh, with animals and cars. And that's true. I've uh, actually last October, I totaled, I <laughs> I hit a giant raccoon going eighty five miles an Wait hour. Wait a minute, is that real? Yeah, yeah. this oh, is true. Yeah. There are giant raccoons. No, 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 not a different species. Just a particularly big raccoon. Are you no. sure it wasn't a panda? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I and mean, it wasn't it wasn't a dog that like a really cool Asian family painted to look like a <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> I mean, someone did. Yeah, okay. I don't know the race of the how, people. How, how it could have just been a millennial that put a mask on it because that's what I like to do to my dog. <laughs> or it's just a millennial who's like, I'm a raccoon. Also, <laughs> it, when I why say giant raccoon, I don't know. we're going at millennials now. I yeah, why? Why I don't. Anyways, anyway, yeah. How big a raccoon are we talking? The thing is, is I didn't get a great look at it. Okay. So, but the reason I say big raccoon is because it totaled the car. Jeepers. You hit a cub. 
but people it was just Hulk Hogan in a raccoon outfit. People don't understand that totaling a car isn't that difficult to right. do. My Subaru hit four deer and it was fine. Well, that's because so in order to total a car, you have to take the value of the car, and if the repairs <laughs> are more than that, it's total. Weren't you on me about being a pretentious dick earlier? Yeah, that's why I'm doing. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Anyway, I hit this raccoon, and I didn't figure this out till later. And he he missed the frame bumper where all the structural integrity is, and then clipped the underside of the radiator, and then flung the radiator up into the engine compartment and ripped everything apart. Wow. Whoa. Um, but all I knew is I was, I was in the middle of Texas. I was like two and a half hours northwest of Dallas. Okay. Oh, that's. Which is great. Well, that's raccoon yeah. country right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I was able to limp the car cause I knew the radiator was gone because immediately it, the car started overheating. But sure. what I, what I did is I would, <laughs> I would drive it. And then put it in neutral and let it cool off a little bit, and then drive it a little bit more. So Got you it. were you were driving, then coasting into neutral, and then you're like, all right, I think it's cool, chunk, chunk, and putting it yeah, back like into letting neutral. the temperature needle bleed off a little bit, and then I would drive it some more. Is this a scene from a vacation movie? <laughs> but anyway, so I ended up the closest town that had a motel was Bowie, Texas. Oh. <laughs> Now, I want to be clear because there was a man with that name that existed. Sure. This you town... knew a man named Bowie, Texas? <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't named after the guy. It was named after the knife named after the guy. Well, you can't name it after the guy because he lost the Alamo. Right. Wait. Yeah. Did he lose? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know the Alamo lost, but it was his fault. Yeah, David. Yeah, they all. I everybody mean, that was there the was their losing fault. side. It's your fault. Yeah. You don't get to be. You don't get point fingers. Oh, I did a good job. You make it sound like he was John Snow. Well, they didn't get individually <laughs> graded. Okay. No, it's yeah, like yeah. There's, uh, no, there's no pro Alamo focus website. We should do a list of whose fault it was the most of the Alamo. I'm gonna go number one, Mexicans. I don't need. You know, this is a. They definitely killed. The most people in Tokyo. I feel like they were. Well, they anyway. The reason they this they, probably doesn't go in a good direction. Well, they, there's no way it this goes. Yeah, in a good sure, direction. it does because they. It was their fault that America lost because they won. That's a positive thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's named after the knife. Yeah. Uh, I so I was into. I ended up stranded in a town named after a knife. And you, they I, actually have a giant statue. In the middle of town of a Bowie knife. It's just the oh, knife. Oh, it's the knife. It's not even the dude. <laughs> they have a giant knife. Every business in Bowie, Texas has a plaque that is a knife. God, I love it. I love towns that have, like, they're like, not only are we going to name something something, if we don't have a statue to. There's a town called Starbuck, Minnesota. Have you ever driven through Starbuck? I don't think so. It's kind of on the way up to us if you were leaving, like, South Dakota, corner of Minnesota. Okay. But in the middle of Starbuck is a giant bronze buck deer with a fucking star on it. You're like, Starbuck. Oh, I get it. It's a Starbuck. I was was wondering why they named it that. That's better than my grandparents lived in Frazee, Minnesota, and there's a giant turkey. Because they are, they think they're the turkey capital of the world. Well, they have tur- a lot of turkey farms, which they are not. Worthington, Minnesota, is the turkey capital of oh, the world. Oh, this sounds personal. Well, they don't have a big turkey. Well, maybe we're gonna fucking steal that turkey. So, what happened when you got to Bowie? Uh, <laughs> he called me <laughs> and goes, "Hey, I'm I'm stuck in this town," and I was like, "Well, you know, just as you probably gotta use a little money to get the car fixed," and he goes, "Well." There's a pattern with some of our friends, the Mike Cronins of the world and the Nate Abshars there. I go, just take something out of your savings account. And he goes, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, you live in a knife town forever now. You better get a job. That is how people get homeless. Yeah. Did you feel bad about hitting the animal at all? About murdering the raccoon? No. I mean, it's sad. There's nothing you can do. It's sad. Because some people, that affects people. Like yeah. no 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 I I was like I was like oh, I hope that was for sure a raccoon. My my brother. The reason I asked that because he's such an interesting guy. He hunts and he's a very it's a serenade. 
Yep, he looks. Yep. He gets the deer. He looks it right in his eyes. Then he gets his he guitar goes, Come out. Come on, little deer, why don't you pull out that deer cock? So the uh, that's a new song I'm writing. It's called Deer Cock. I hope not. Um, oh, dude, new song for our listeners. Uh, but as it was interesting as a kid, he became like interested in hunting and like trapping animals as he got older. As a little kid, he just loved them. So he would like love deer and he'd think they were so great and then they would get shot and he'd have like this interesting mixed emotion about it because he like he thinks mounting them and eating them and cleaning them all that stuff is interesting and cool but they're dead and he loves animals. When he was probably like 11, he started trapping animals cuz he wanted to learn how to tan fur and hides. So back in our the back of our property, he is he traps a possum, right? He comes back to the house, and he is shook up. It's the first thing that he's ever actually caught in a trap, and I think he would he thought that was going to be cool, but the possum is still alive. And so he gets me, and he's like, you got to come help me kill it. So I grab this shovel. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be rough. And So I, I, I grab this shovel, and the two of us, 13-year-old Cy and 11-year-old Greg, and I'm like, I'm tough. I'll fucking kill it. We get out there, and he's like pissed off and like lunging at us, and it's a tough scene. Right, yeah, and he's in a trap. Yeah, <laughs> just reminding the listeners. Was it was it a wild animal that was caged? Okay, all right, I'm with you. So I take this, uh, this, I basically close my eyes and I wallop him with the sh- with the shovel, and I'm like, I kill him, right? And we both calm down for a second. We're like, and Greg is crying mm-hmm. because I killed the the thing, and I go and I I lean over to uh, take the trap apart. Well, I don't know how much you guys know about possums. <laughs> I believe they have the ability to play dead. Is that true? You ever heard somebody I've be heard, like, I've heard he's that. playing possum? I reach out, and this thing goes, <sighs> and it just like lunges up. And I, like the same way you have to kill a serial killer again, <laughs> I went to work with this shovel, and I'm beating this raccoon to death. And Greg Not is, a raccoon, a excuse, possum. This possum to death, and Greg is just wailing, just, I am just Ugh! It was it was really. Rough. I thought this, the story was going to end with you hit, starting to hit your brother. This reminds me of like if your dad catches you smoking a cigarette and makes you smoke a whole pack. <laughs> it's like, oh, you wanted this possum dead? <laughs> Watch a psycho beat it with a shovel for forty five minutes. Well, it affected. That's why I asked the raccoon question because now if I see a squirrel on the road. And it's like, I won't swerve and endanger myself, but I will try real hard not to kill anything. Yeah. My mom hit uh, a bird once, just a robin, right? And she cried for three days. Whoa. And it uh, turned out that was the exact same time uh, my dad had lost our house doing cocaine. So it it wasn't necessarily about the bird. It was more about... More about an excuse to release all that emotion. That's what I feel like the yeah. hit the thing with the shovel That's what story. I'm and the robin's beak was full of white stuff. Yeah, and I he, hit a bird. I once. bet he just, I bet he just, uh, as he was hitting the opossum with the shovel, was screaming, "Stop hissing at me, father! <laughs> <laughs> I'm being the best son I could be." Thumb. I know I'm not Greg. What kind of bird did you hit? I hit a pigeon, but in my head. When I hit the bird, I was like, well, that was just a bad bird. Yeah. Like, bird, your whole brain is to not run into shit. <laughs> and you just fucked that one job. Plus, it's a pigeon. Yeah. You think, like, you were happy eating cigarette butts? I doubt it. Well, the, the, the moment I hit it, it maybe, was, maybe he there were pigeons booty. in the road, and I was driving towards them at about 25 miles an hour. Nothing crazy. And I remembered this moment I had had with a friend who had braked for birds in the road. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I don't want to hit a bird. And I'm like, they move. Just go. <laughs> and in that, that's what's playing in my mind. And then I saw a bunch of them fly away, but one of them got a real late start. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just, and I hit it. But I, by the time I was going to the DMV to get new plates, by the time I got <laughs> to the DMV, I forgot about it. Just because, you know, I was in traffic. And then I, I go into the DMV, I get my new plates, and I go to put them on, and there's a pigeon lodged in my grill. Oh. Dead. But but just wings splayed out. That's pretty. Did you leave it? I took pictures of it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd have just, I'd have just, that had just been, that's on my hood now. I would have like loved one of those to like shellac who, it like a bust on a ship. Yeah, like one know? of those dipshits who puts the like the steer horns on the front of his. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do that on my van for sure. Yeah, he's told me that before. Yeah, he's going to steer horn or he's going to steer horn his van, which is a, you might oh. as well just say, hey, you get in this van, stuff's happening to some of your holes. I mean, I feel like that's true of most <laughs> most vans. You, one of my favorite stories is, and you didn't necessarily think you wanted to tell this on the podcast, but I'm going to force you to. Was uh, you you had drinks with a gal and it, oh, it no. went a little sideways. <laughs> he he's like, maybe I could tell this story, and I go, yeah. He goes, I don't think it fits with the podcast. I go, yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> That's kind of what we do. Chad and I are just going to be bickering anyways. Why don't this you tell is... a story that nobody thinks is on brand with us? <laughs> this is a weird... So, a little backstory. I'd gone out with this girl a couple times. She was single, recently single. Yep. How recent? Do you remember? Uh, I don't exactly, okay. but a few weeks. Not not like... It wasn't like okay. 45 it wasn't like, minutes. It wasn't like we went out and then she called her boyfriend sure. and broke up with him yep. or anything. We call um, that the old sigh. <laughs> As opposed to the new Psy? We call that the somebody criticized Psy. Um, but we had, she had texted me that said she was out like on the lake with friends, wanted to meet up later that night. I was like, okay, cool. And then later she's like, my phone's going to, she texted me again, my phone's going to die. I'm going to text you from a different number. Ooh. And then she texted me from a different number. We made plans to meet up at a bar in Minneapolis. Uh, I'm going to leave some of the details here vague. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask some questions. <laughs> but then as the sort of, as the evening started to approach before I had even left to go to the bar, I get another text from the the second number she used that was, hey, man, when are you coming to the bar? Which had a very not her vibe to it. And then mm-hmm. a me- like less than a minute later, I didn't respond. Less than a minute later, another one like, Hey, I want to buy you a beer. I want to meet you. Come on out. Okay. And I was Interesting. Like, and then I was like, who's this? And I was like, just a friend of uh, the girl. Okay. My thing at the mo- in the moment was I don't, like, I got a vibe that this was not great. What, whatever was happening here was not great. But I'm also not going to not go. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. So it really checks out. What I did was I went to the bar. Uh, I get there and I walk in and I see that she is at a table with about 10 dudes around her. Like not surrounding her, just at this big table. Like she's holding court. Yeah. Which was just like a little... That's, and so, a, that's a burgundy flag right there. Yeah. <laughs> Deep red. Uh, so we made eye contact. I just gave her a little head shake and I just walked past the table like I didn't know anyone at it. And I went outside on the patio and sat down. Within a few minutes, she comes out and she's like, okay, so this is crazy. I'm out with my ex-boyfriend and his friends. I thought they would all have gone home by now. But he found out your name and that we've been out and he's super mad. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, he's here? And she's like, yeah, he's here with all his friends. And uh, that is mistletoe. (laughs) <laughs> Mistletoe, that's an abort. Yeah. You yeah. gotta let me know. So, Get the fuck out of here. So I tell her, I'm just a dude on the patio. Go back inside, act like we don't know each other. No big deal. Yeah, he doesn't know who you are. He, he knows my name. Yeah. He doesn't know what I look like. She goes back inside, and I'm out there on the patio just kind of thinking about what to do. Uh, and then the whole group comes out on the patio. Yes. Love to it. smoke. Get it. And I am seated at a big table. And a guy's like, hey, do you mind if I sit? I was like, no, man, don't give a shit. But it's like their whole group sits around me. <laughs> <laughs> and I introduce, and the, her ex-boyfriend ends up sitting next to me. Awesome. But I don't know that immediately. But I just had a feeling. And so I was like, hey, how you doing? Uh, introduced myself to the guy sitting next to me. I was like, how's your night going? And he's like, not good, man. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, some guy. <laughs> I'm the guy! <laughs> Some guy is coming here. And I told him I'm going to buy him a beer, but he's trying to have sex with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and when he gets here, me and all my friends are going to beat the shit out of him. No! Wow. Big reveal. <laughs> and then I go, 
Oh, no way. <laughs> That's so crazy, dude. That's a heck of a day. Why don't I buy you a drink? <laughs> you should hear my day. I came here to fuck some guy's ex-girlfriend, and he's got all his buddies with him. <laughs> really unfair for both of us. Yeah, what a shit. Let's do a shot. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was pretty unreal. So then uh, I buy him a drink, and he starts telling me all about him about me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love this. And then he gets out his, it, it, there's kind of a lull in the conversation. Oh no. He gets out his phone. Uh, okay. Fuck. And in that moment, no. my phone had a thing where if you hit the screen button, it silences. Okay. Nice. Okay. So... <laughs> He starts dialing, and I, I just know. Yep. Right. And no, I, he's, I, no, thought, I, thought, I thought he was going to look at Facebook to find your face. No. He was shit. calling the phone. No, he, what happened was, I remember now. Can I tell you something? I'm so nervous. Is, I, I is am there, too. I'm very nervous <laughs> so about this. So when he sort of, when our conversation sort of died down, I got my phone out like I was just checking things, and I put it on silent. That's it. what happened. Got so to. smart. I didn't do it in the moment because then he got his phone out and he, I saw him put it up to his ear and I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder who he's calling. Is your outgoing message your voice? No. Okay. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't remember. But Because then but you're he, like, so anyways, what are you guys going to do after this? The weird <laughs> Just immediately pipe it way up. This guy was not a counterintelligence expert. Yeah. Because one of the things I did is I didn't lie about my name. Oh. When he asked me my name, or like when we first introduced each other, I was like, I'm Nate. But he was looking for someone that was arriving. Yeah. Uh -huh. He wasn't looking for someone that was already there. Okay. Right. I think that was a big part where I just didn't fit the description of someone that came up to the girl and was like, hey, how you doing? I'm sure. an idiot. Right. I love how you knew to shake her off. Like, I want the curveball, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> We're not playing this one up the middle. Forget about the heater. <laughs> Give her. The so, uh, all right. Um, and he calls me. And the first call is like, hey, man, where are you at? We're all just hanging out. want to buy you a beer. Uh, give me a call back. <laughs> We're all just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. It was like Picked a up weird... another one. It was... Picked up another guy that's going to punch you in your dick. <laughs> and then he hangs up. And then with very little gap, calls again and says, and starts screaming into the phone, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, Ooh. no. So that last drink hit him. Yeah. The waitress was like, dude, you got it. You can't just be yelling on the patio. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's having a really hard day. <laughs> Let me just buy a round for everybody. And so I just bought a round for the whole table. And then he did it again and got 86. But by then, he, he couldn't hold his head up. He was so drunk. And all his friends had, had to like carry him out of the bar and then, then oh. you took your phone off silent, called nine one one, got them all Deweys. Nice, yep. nice. <laughs> no, and then and then, then we you left. Fucked his girlfriend, right? I I don't want to be. I don't want to be crass. We're not crass people. But we're not crass people. It wasn't his a, a. It wasn't his girlfriend. Yeah, his. Were you a hero at the end of this story? Did there's got to be a B. You can't start with A and not have no. A B. I mean, and then we left. Okay. Oh, hero. What a gentleman. It. I'm. A, I. You remember in the movie Kingpin? Where I really I, wish I had a moment where I was like, check, please. <laughs> but I did. You remember in the movie Kingpin when uh, they accuse the Ishmael character, like those guys show up and they're going to beat the hell out of him, and they accuse him of uh, like trying to fuck this guy's girlfriend, and Woody Harrelson looks around for a second, and then he punches the dude in the yeah. face. And goes, you don't mow another guy's lawn, you freaky piece of shit. <laughs> 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 that would have been great if you'd have just picked somebody out in the bar and go, that's him. His <laughs> name's Nate. Let's fuck this dude up. And you just run up and drill him. I would love if you would leave. You know how people leave little uh, post-it notes for people like the next morning? They're like, hey, last night was great. Can't wait to see you On again. But just like, 
I was the one you talked to at the bar. Just leave them for oh, him next time was he was there. Me. It was me the whole time. <laughs> you just, piece of shit. Just drive up to him where you know he's going to be. Roll your window down. I'm Nate. And then peace out. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have been... Uh, my worry wouldn't have stopped there. I would. All I would have been able to think about is this guy was that motivated that night. Eventually, he's going to find me. That didn't cross oh, your mind at all? Um, People are not... so much tougher than me. <laughs> Honestly, the whole thing was... Like, I would, looking at that situation now, or even if I had hypothetically thought about it, I would have been like, that's terrifying. But in the moment, it was really fun. Interesting. Where yeah. I was, I, because I was, I had that sort of electricity of feeling a step ahead the whole time. Yeah, that is fun when you're playing the chess game. Right. Especially in comedy. It's fun when you're dealing with a heckler and you're saying like, uh, you know that you're going to get them to this place in about six sentences. Right. And you're just licking your fucking chops <laughs> and just like, here right. we go. Can I get around to J-Mo, please? Like that move. That's a sweet move. My favorite heckle of all time was in Milwaukee. Uh, oh, hang tight. May I? Yeah. Milwaukee, I'm now going to refer to for yes. the rest of my life as Chicago, North Dakota. That's what we've decided. Oh, yeah. Right. I was in Chicago, North Dakota. Yeah. Yep. That's because that's what it feels like to be in Milwaukee. Yes. I was uh, I was doing and a you, guess you, you at... take that exactly the way we mean it, exactly. Milwaukee and Finish North your fucking city. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> I was at a Old Comedy Cafe when it was in that place that looked like a little bungalow house mm -hmm. on the corner. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Corner of Water and Brady. Yep. And uh, I was doing a guest set, hadn't ever worked the club, okay. and uh, it was, should I t say the comics? You can do what you the, want yeah. to do. You the do the headliner was Prescott Tolk, very funny. Yep. yep. The feature was uh, Drew Michael. Okay. Oh. And then the- Also very talented. Yeah, very, very funny, very funny. They were all very funny. Uh, the I don't remember the MC's name. But the one not thing I, so funny. Yeah, <laughs> turns out not great. Here's, here's I just the don't remember. It was a long chat. time ago. You know why he doesn't remember? She was a woman. That's wow. not no. That's no. Oh, no. Okay. Whoa. And that's not the sort of podcast this is. I just want to show. Holy I, shit! I want to separate Sai and Chad wow. from Nate. We don't behave that I way. I can't believe yes. that. I would have remembered her name. You would have wow. remembered her name, <laughs> Nate. Jesus, gone the moment the he walks out of the club. The only one you had to talk to, yep. the one that introduced you and brought you off stage. Yep. Yep. And you just saw her gender, you and it dis cannot, and you just yep. disappeared. She must mind. just be here. Oh, looks like they... Did she win a radio contest? Looks like an extra waitress <laughs> showed up tonight. Yeah, wow. That's some classic. Wow. Okay. That's classic. The only name. thing I remember about the MC <laughs> is that it was a dude. Uh, oh, no! Yeah. The story's changing. No, it's worse. He's and, misgendering her. Yeah. And, <gasps> <laughs> and uh, the MC was Jewish. Okay, okay. which... Matters because both Drew and Prescott are Jewish. Okay, okay so she was Jewish. So right. this is a three Jewish show. Yes. Uh, in Chicago, North Dakota. Yep. And then you show up, a Gentile. Yes. Uh, the MC has a joke that's where he starts the joke by saying, so I'm Jewish, and then he, has, he goes into the joke. Mm -hmm. At some point, this was very early in Drew Michael's career. I mean, this was like eight years ago. Yep. Right. Um, but Drew had a joke that started with, so I'm Jewish, completely different joke, just started with the same sentence. Mm -hmm. And then Prescott, at some point in his set, had a joke that started with, so I'm Jewish. And I don't know what the rest of the joke was, because after he goes, <laughs> so I'm Jewish, a guy in a puffy vest and a Green Bay Packers baseball cap. Chicago, North Dakota. Just goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he takes his hat off and slams it on the ground. <laughs> and, and that was it. He didn't like go on or storm out. He just picked his hat back up and put it on. And like everyone was kind of startled. And I, in the back of the room, just lost it. Yeah, you I have could to. not stop laughing to the point where like people are turning around and looking at me. And I'm like, you guys don't understand why that's so funny. Yeah, it could be I'm angry. It, it could be it could be anything. A suggestion for a savior. <laughs> right. And the fact that it was Jesus Christ, but to <laughs> me, it was like it, 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 my interpretation of it was he saw the first one and he was like, that got to the, okay, I'm Jewish. And he was like, all right, well, 
I mean, you know, it is a comedy show, so. They got to work, too. Here we go. Um, and then the next one, he's like, all right, well, <laughs> I mean, there's still one guy left. <laughs> and then it got to the last one, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. And what I is just... this, fucking Christmas? <laughs> Wait. Because then all the... Jews would be at comedy shows? Well, yeah, they'd be uh, eating at a Chinese restaurant, going to the movies, and then doing comedy. Right. That anyway. is what happens on Christmas. We all came up at Acme's open mic, which is mm-hmm. known as probably the best open mic in the country. Yeah. 290 people there Should every be. week. This is my favorite. It's a heckle-ish, but it's the greatest. Com- so how Acme works is if you work the club, you get guaranteed time. Everybody else signs up, and they pick right. a few people. And if you've never performed before, you put a star next to your name, and you automatically get up. Yes. So it can be a lot of fun. <laughs> so this guy goes up, and you only get three minutes. And they give you a light at three minutes. If you go over three minutes, they keep giving you a light. At three and a half minutes, they cut the mic, right? So this guy goes up. He is not doing well. He goes over his three minutes. They cut the mic at three and a half. He gets angry that they cut the mic, and he continues his material into the open air of the room. So then they shut the stage light off. Oh, yes. And he's still going. Wow. So then they shut every light in the, in the room off. So now it is, a black, <laughs> it is a black box, and he is still going. And then finally, I think it was Brooks Robinson. Brooks goes... He starts to slow clap. <laughs> and then the slow clap picks up. This guy finally gets off. The light comes back on. They introduce the next comic. We're all like, this is the, that was the craziest shit. It'll never get crazier than that. This next guy goes up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle the suspense. <laughs> no shit. For three minutes straight, he does not put a coherent sentence together. He is saying words. But they're not, he, he's just literally going, baseball, Tuesday, <laughs> run car, cigarette, just like for three minutes. And then he's like 240 in after literally doing that uh, for that entire times. And he goes, I don't want to name any names here, but Brendan Flaherty. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm standing by Brooks. Mike Brody and the late, great Bill Young. And Bill Young, who is a very funny comedian, I thought he was going to start running around and, like, jumping and clapping at the same time. (laughs) So this guy gets off stage, and we're all like, what the fuck? In a row? The two craziest people we've ever seen in a row? That's all that could possibly happen. Next guy. (laughs) What? Goes up. His first sentence is he goes, God. Let me tell you about Ethiopian people and the way they cook their fucking food. (laughs) And he launches into this racist tirade. Was it about the smells in his apartment building? It was. Oh, God. Then it he, he, he hits a couple other races, and he's about a minute and a half in, and no one has laughed the entire time. And now he's starting to feel the heat, and it's getting on his face. And he tells another joke. And people just aren't having it. And he breaks from his material and he goes, come on, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest that always it. works. This giant black dude in the middle of the room just goes, no, it ain't, man. And it was like the <coughs> laughter and applause. That guy was a hero of the night on yeah. a level. And it was just this moment after hitting just crazy after crazy after racist. It was incredible. That's amazing. I think the craziest thing, I was on stage when it happened. This guy, I said something, and he goes, it was in Des Moines, Iowa, the old funny bone. He goes, find your nuts, you motherfucker. And I go, what? And he goes, Find your nuts, motherfucker. And I go, shh, 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 shh. Daddy's not here. He can't hurt you anymore. (laughs) And somebody goes, look out! And I thought he was charging the stage. So I ducked down to get my head out of the light so I could see him, but he'd thrown his glass at me, and it just barely missed my face. So it would have hit me right in the face. It hit the drywall behind me opened up the drywall. So I just imagine what it would have done to my forehead. Oh, no. He's charging the stage. Two bouncers, 
One of them uh, wrestled for Drake in Des Moines. It's the he was the Division Three National Wrestling Champion, <laughs> and another bouncer tried to tackle this guy and they couldn't get him. So he must have been like methed up or something. Yeah. Then the the owner of the club, uh, late great Paul Lane, he's a giant man he and he huge. helps take the guy down. So after the show, the guy is still outside with the cops. Finally, the guy takes a swing at the cop. Cop grabs him by the head. Puts it up against the wall, tink, out. Oh. Puts him in the cop car, goes, uh, obviously gets arrested. I find out it was their Christmas party. He was, fu- he was all jacked up at a Christmas party, ended up getting fired. I stayed an extra day. I stayed a Monday because <laughs> I was traveling to do shows on Tuesday in Wichita. So I stayed in Mon- Monday, I stayed in Des Moines and had the staff over because I thought it'd be like a fun. Fun time, all went swimming at the hotel, blah, blah, blah. We're up in the room. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. I go check the door. It's this fucking dude. Got out of jail. I, so he's trying to ram the door down. So I'm doing like the splits, because this is back when it was the, the phone in the hotel was connected by that windy cord. So I have one foot against the door. I'm leaning my body to, to get to the receiver. I'm calling downstairs. I go, did you tell someone what room I'm in? They go, yeah, they said they worked for the club and you forgot something. So I let them up to your room and I go, bad idea. Call the cops. Cops come again, arrest him again. <laughs> he loses another job. That is unfucking real. <laughs> that right? is crazy. Think of From what, getting heckled. Yeah, think of what had to have been going on in that man's brain that the thing about... I mean, you, that wasn't even... I've heard you say some things to people on stage where even I was like, that was a bit... Yeah, that was a bit, but that one right there is just funny. Well, I thought it was funny too. I just, I mean, what probably a, thought I was trying to have sex with his girlfriend. What a fucking psycho! Yeah, man. that was <laughs> insane. I know a story. I want you to tell one more story. It's about how you were uh, at an open mic in Minneapolis, and there was a musical. Oh, there was a musical. Guest. Oh man! So um, this is this is a not just comedy open mic, right? I'm gonna. This is not just a comedy open mic. This is a free-for-all open mic. There's music. Variety show. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Balls Cabaret. Super fun. It's yeah. midnight every Saturday night. So anyway, I used to do it all the time, and I have a friend, Seth, who is not a comic, but he's a, he's a funny dude. He's in... Uh, he likes to... He loves the disaster of open mics. So we're at the show... Um, and these two guys at, at Balls Cabaret, you get seven, five to seven minutes. And these two guys combined their time to do 15. Oh, God. That still doesn't make sense to me. So they were doing a 15-minute set, and it was a xylophone and a bass guitar. Always great. Love it. They start out, and the lights come up, and they've, they've already set their stuff up. And uh, one of them just leans into the microphone and goes, time. And then the xylophone guy hits a note. Ding, ding. And then he goes, time, time, time. And then they hit one string on the bong on the bass guitar. And like 10 seconds in, people are kind of looking around. Like, am I the only one that doesn't get it? We go. Right. Okay. But it. It's not like the tempo ever increased. It was just, it just kind of became this thing where people are shuffling feet, you know. And we get about four minutes into it, which feels like forever of just doing that can i jump in quickly yeah so you know at hockey games when there's about a minute three left people will go hey asshole how much time (laughs) is left and the guy has to go there's one minute remaining in the period (laughs) one minute so it's a fun thing for the crowd to do it would have been great if you guys could have done something where you're like you're wasting our time time, time, time." (laughs) um four minutes in Right, we're four minutes into what is already been advertised as a 15-minute spot. <laughs> like, we knew that going in. And people are uncomfortable, because you can't leave just the way that it's structured. It's, it's you know, bad form or whatever. And, and I'm just sitting there just like, woof. Seth nudges me and hands me a folded piece of paper from, like, a pocket notebook. When as I open it, he used the whole lengthwise piece of paper to draw a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be like I gotta go to the bathroom. Like I thought it was gonna be information. <laughs> so I, I open it and then I I start 
I have to laugh, but I cannot laugh because it is silent <laughs> in this room full of people doing something that they're taking very seriously. But but as the harder you try to stomp that down, the harder it wants to bubble back it's, up. It's church giggles. They call right? that Mary yeah. Tyler Morin. Yeah, the, the church giggles. And uh, and then Seth, it, it spreads to Seth. And then we're both sitting there trying not to laugh. But like... You can the people near us. People start looking back at us, and they see us laughing. And I immediately see in their eyes they think we're laughing at the dudes, but which kind of you are. we are kind <laughs> of, but not <laughs> directly or on purpose, I guess. And then it slowly spread throughout the entire crowd until the entire crowd is church giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so bad, but still could not stop. It's it's hard because they, and then like yeah sorry I was gonna say they did a study two people went on the subway and started laugh they started looking at their phone and laughing and no one else could see their phone but everyone on the car eventually started laughing yeah it just it just it spreads, spreads yeah until they closed three minutes early <laughs> 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 and I mean I I felt bad but at the same time it was the hardest I've ever laughed like it's freeing. Man, just I think at one point later we had stopped laughing and he handed me another note that was a different dick. <laughs> like, I think that was one of the, this was years like a ago. shorter, skinnier dick. It was it was longer and skinnier. Okay, that makes sense. But it was much skinnier. Yeah, it was a it was a real needler. That's what I would have done. Yeah. That's my exact <laughs> Good instincts. Move too. Good instincts. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely uh, ridiculous and hilarious. By the way, just a note for the listeners: you can leave. You can leave a performance. I've oh yeah, I've walked out on my daughter fucking up on piano at a recital <laughs> before. It's like we told you to practice. I'm not sitting here for this shit. So you you can definitely leave. Speaking of leaving, I have to go. Yeah. Uh, I have to go too. You did a great job, Nate. And I would want to tell you, you know, we've known each other for so long, and you know, you've been you stayed at my brother's house, and you. You know, you drove my car back home, and I just, you've been a part of my life, and I just wanted to let you know that I do, I love you, and I appreciate you. I really thought there was going to be a punchline in there, nope. but it just was genuine, and now I feel Well, you like... can just tell me that you love me back, and oh, that's what you want to do. Oh, is that what... Uh... Yeah, that's usually how we end the show. Sigh. No, I love you, and I appreciate you. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Yeah, no, I do. I love Thanks you Thanks for lot. having me. And Chad, and I love you, and, you know, everybody's saying I love you, and it's just what's happening. It's like a laugh on a train. I love you, Nate <laughs> says. I love you. And Chad goes, oh, I love you too, Cy, and we love each other, and the show's I'm, over. I'm not, I fix cars. I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah, no, I love Nate, and Nate loves me. I gotta go. Yeah. <sighs> Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.